the Dipped in Butter program with Kat and Wes. Hit them with the uh, the country style home fried potatoes, uh, eggs, bacon, biscuits. You know the breakfast for dinner thing. Okay, uh, okay. But I, you should not eat bacon that fast. I know that. <laughs> a fact. Uh, one day we're gonna really deep dive on the breakfast for dinner thing, whether that's slum or if that's done a full one eighty. Without having to check with any source, we're definitely gonna have to check that out. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, but let's rock, man. Welcome to the Dipped in Butter program. Happy Friday. Good morning. Good evening. Hey, good hey, whenever hey. you consume this. Hey, the guy across from me is Wes No T, Forever Young 89, the hey, pod yeah. god, my pod god, god, Mr. Futuristic in your past. <laughs> I, I just came up with that off the hip, That's Mr. Hard. Futuristic That's in hard. your past. <laughs> my guy, Wes, what's going on, bro? Oh, you know, regular, regular shit, man. Just, you know. Here to celebrate and, and do what we do here every Friday on the Dipped and Butter program. But across from me is my guy. That's a cat, a K with two T's. You can catch him at catandcrunch.com. We can dip into the cereal shit or here every Friday on the Dipped and Butter program, wherever you can catch your podcast at because we in that bitch. We everywhere, bro. Did I everywhere. ever get like, we come on here every week and we introduce each other and it's kind of repetitious now. And this is what we do, right? Like it's just the format. This is just how right. it's done. But right. have I ever like gone into you like any more depth about the whole cat K no C and all the other bullshit? Like I know I told on here where I the think nickname we came about from. It, but I don't from. think we really like got all the way into it. Like, did I ever tell and this is not a topic and we're certainly not going anywhere from here, but like, I just felt like as you were saying it, as my friend and as my podcast and partner, I want you to know that like, so I told the story on here. I'm not going to retell it because y'all have to dig back in the archives. Yeah, you got to go. Hey, bro, that's so crazy too. I don't want to cut you off, but I've definitely been thinking about a podcast scavenger hunt. Okay. Answer some fucking (laughs) questions by listening to some episodes, but go ahead. That'll be hard. That'll be hard. But like, after the traumatizing events that led to me becoming cat in the first place, like I remember vividly like standing in the middle of the streets of East Haven on a board day. Like this was pre-internet when you couldn't just go into your phone and find something to do. Like if your one homie wasn't home and you ain't know where he was at, and then your second homie wasn't home and you didn't know where he was at, you basically had to just figure it out, right? Like had you had to, to figure it. out you had to find a good rock to throw. Um if you was in a basketball, it was time to practice your dribble. Like you had to really find some by yourself shit to get into. And I remember like deep diving on like this whole nickname I had been given that I didn't want. And I was like, bro, I really got to freak this shit because it's not going away. Like I'm looking around at every other nigga in my neighborhood and all these niggas got nicknames that they didn't want. So it made me realize like, okay, this is about to stick. It's not going anywhere. I really better make this sweet. So that's when I was like, okay, let's go ahead and switch the C for a K because you know, we're bloods. And uh, 
let me go ahead and add an extra T on that thing because, you know, however I can make this unrecognizable to the naked eye and nobody know where the fuck this came from, the better. Nigga, at one point, I was spelling that shit. Bro, because people was calling me Cat E before it was just Cat. Nigga, I was at a point where I was spelling that shit Cat. Fam, I was spelling that shit K A T T I E, bro. I was way oh, out of no. bounds, bro. Yeah, that's yeah. That's I was trying to get that shit that way catty. off of me. Cat, bro, I, I don't even know what made me think of that, bro. I don't know why that was relevant. I don't even know why I wanted to give you all that, but I just feel like when I get here on the pod, I just <laughs> get loose, bro. And I just want to. It's important to me that these things are important to y'all, right? <laughs> Uh, Wes, if if you don't mind, uh, I like to get really, really serious first thing out the gate today, bro. I got some serious okay, shit I need to Okay. Now. Okay, I'm uh, ready for that type of shit. I need to take a page out of your book right here because I do remember oh, a couple shit. weeks ago where you came straight out and you was like, I need to apologize. I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> right? Hey, when you recognize so, it, you got to recognize it and you just have I got to it wrong. people know. Like, I got it wrong and it's okay. Yeah, right. So I got it wrong. So before we go any further, before we even like invest any time in trying to make y'all laugh or make y'all fuck with us or anything, let me get some shit correct. So y'all know that me and Wes take this shit very seriously and we try to be responsible with our platform. So let's get this shit off right away before we go any further. Right. In the last like few weeks to a month or so. On our program, we've been getting really serious with what's been going on in the world. We've been talking a lot about racism and systematic racism, everything that's been going on. Just like that in COVID-19, I know me and Wes have tried our best to kind of avoid certain things just so we can keep it light here and provide entertainment for our listeners. But when shit becomes so real and it's really like day-to-day life, you got to touch it, right? Because we are a day-to-day lifestyle type podcast. Absolutely. mandatory. Right, right. So we come on here and we speak from our point of view and our angles, and that's the best we can do. And I think that's what our our listeners have grown accustomed to is hearing us speak from our point of view. We ain't never claim to be the smartest niggas in the world, but we give it to y'all the best way we can give it to y'all. And in doing that, I think on our last official Friday show, I fucked up, fam. So let me allow me to backpedal a little bit. First and foremost, I want to tell white people everywhere, real quick. I'm sorry. White people, I apologize. I was out of pocket. I spoke out of turn. And as much as I want this whole racism thing to take steps in the positive, I have to be responsible as a podcaster to come on here and say when I'm wrong for y'all to ever take me seriously when I feel like I'm right. Fair? Okay. Fair. Fair shit. So, so, so I want to get on here first again and say formally white people, I apologize. I said some out of bounds shit. What I said that was wrong was Africa is not by Lionel Richie. It is by Toto. And I am so sorry. Why <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, listen here, let me tell you something. That's so dumb that you say that because again, it's one of those things where art imitates life, bro. And we had the uh-huh. joust moment last week when I sent you a screenshot um, just at random. Like fam, like that's not a word that ever comes across my desk. Whoever says joust. Whoever says joust, fam. And after y'all created, are you ready to joust? The word joust comes across my desk. And like when I turned around and saw it, I said, holy smokes. And I had to immediately like take a picture of that to send it to you. But nigga, while I'm riding down the street the other day on my way home, this fucking song comes on the radio. I shit you not. And I said, I have never 
heard this song on the radio before. Why am I hearing it now? <laughs> like, why is this I've now ne- coming? Ne- why is this coming across the radio now? And it's one of those things like, God fucking with me, huh? You know what I'm saying? And I ain't even <laughs> passed that one along because some of them are just annoying. And that was an annoying one. I was like, I'm, I don't, I don't support this. I'm not getting behind this at all. <laughs> right, right. I, I, I know that, you know, I don't know how much of a white audience we have. I knew, I know we do have some. And I know there was probably somewhere like somebody was banging on their radio, pulling their ear pods out, going nuts. Like, you're fucking wrong, man. You're fucking How fucking dare wrong. you? How dare do you? I get on the podcast and do I tell y'all party up is by Nas? I never say that. I know party up is the thing. So I apologize. I that was wrong. Yeah, you got to correct oh. shit when it's time to correct shit. But uh, that's responsible for sure. That yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, you. And since so now we're that talking we about our white audience, oh, okay. Yes. Now we're t- now that we're talking about our white audience, um, related, unrelated, kind of related, maybe we'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> I want to know. In the you know, in light of everything that's going on outside, one of the things that I do enjoy seeing now um, is the Karens Karening and people okay. getting the shit on film. Um, so I guess my question: Have you ever been Karen? That's a, damn you! You right into it, huh? <laughs> you are right. You know what? So right off the top of my head, I I, I feel like the answer is not is. It's kind of no, because I feel like something like that I will remember right off tick because right, a Karen right. ain't no light shit. Like, I have so- Wait, I have. <laughs> <laughs> so, when you ask this me, nothing immediately show. jumped right out. So, this show is, I don't know why y'all listen to this. So, nothing immediately jumped right out when Wes asked me that. And I'm like, yeah, so let me talk through this because I've, that's never happened to me. So, I can't sit here and lie and make up a story. You know what I mean? We don't do that. But I was like, nothing jumps out. And then I thought about it. Not only have I been Karen, but I was Karen recently. Did I did I go over Shit. this on the podcast by my neighbor? No. I never told y'all about my neighbor? No. Oh my God. See, this is how you know so much is happening in the world between COVID and podcast. racism and riots. As stupid as it is, I love this is, podcast. This is something I've been meaning to go over on here for like a month now. So Nice. Let me go ahead and get in storytelling mode. Just real quick. I'll, I'll try not to take up too much time because this is a long story, but I'll try not to make it too long. <laughs> Please give us a further so, detail. I, I live in a two-story apartment complex, right? So we have neighbors to the left of us, neighbors to the right of us, neighbors on top of us because we live on the bottom floor. So I have a new neighbor that moved in above us. She is an older white lady, a bit heavier. That's neither here nor there, but it might be important in the store at some point, right? In the grand point, scheme right? of things, right. In the grand scheme of things. I'm not saying it to be mean, but anyway. So... I had noticed a couple of little things here and there at first when she first moved in that was a little bit more so questionable than just knowing that you have an asshole neighbor or a Karen on your hands, right? It started with me and my wife on the weekends. We tend to be up late sometimes when we have date night, as I've talked about on here before. So sometimes we'll be late, uh, up late because we'll put the baby to bed and then we'll have wine later. Then after you have wine, anybody that knows when you have wine with your lady, sometimes wine turns into a late night session. Sometimes a late night More session. More than likely turns, it does. Right, right. And then sometimes that late night session turns into an extremely late night shower. So our our shower is particularly loud. Like when you turn that bitch on, it's and you can hear all basically all throughout the complex when you're turning the shower on. <laughs> Not the I, complex. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I, I'm extremely considerate. Like, I know when I turn the shower on, it's loud. So when I shower early in the morning, I'm like wincing as I'm turning it on because I don't want to be inconsiderate. So there's when not I turn like it on late, I'm doing the shower same time thing. amongst the complex or anything. You guys aren't like no, in no, the shower time. Never, never. That. But I am trying to be considerate. But anyway, when I try to take these late showers and shit, I try to make it quick and turn the knob as fast as I can so I ain't just screeching up the whole shit all loud and crazy. And I noticed a couple of times when I or my wife had tried to take late night showers sometimes, the neighbor upstairs just happens to be taking a hot shower as soon as we are. Like, as soon as I would turn it on, I would hear the one upstairs turn on. And then obviously we're in apartments, she's above us, it would take the hot water away. And then as soon as we turn it off, she'd turn hers off. And at first I thought it was a coincidence. No. First, I thought it was a coincidence until uh. about the third time, Wes. Now, this is not my Karen story. This is me giving y'all a little backdrop to my Karen story. So, again, I'll try to make this a little bit fast for y'all. So, we ain't on this all day. But that coupled with, we would hear her upstairs, like, yelling at other neighbors sometimes. Like, we have a little boy that stays next to us that's somewhere on the spectrum. This is not me being mean. This is just me being real. He's somewhere on the spe- spectrum of special mm. needs. And she would be yelling because the boy would be making a lot of noise, X, Y, Z. This is clearly, as we're learning, the trouble neighbor in the neighborhood, right? So time goes on. Things progress. She gets weirder and weirder and weirder. Like even so much so it's like if we're pulling up from the grocery store to bring groceries in the house, she leaves her front door wide open so she can catch a breeze coming in. It's hot in New Mexico. Totally understandable. As we're getting out the car, you would just hear her door slam like, doom. Like we're trying to look in her apartment or something. Like, nigga, we ain't looking in there. Nobody cares about that. This is one of, just to paint the picture, it's one of those kind of neighbors. Well, here's where the Karen comes in, right? As y'all know, or maybe not know, but my wife's niece is staying with us, right? My wife's niece is a cigarette nicotine smoker as well as a weed smoker. So she does step outside a lot throughout the day when she's home to have herself a cigarette or smoke her weed, whatever. Uh, she used to stand right outside of our apartment, which was right underneath her apartment to smoke. Now, I wasn't a big fan of this because I don't smoke cigarettes, so I don't even like nicotine blowing back into my windows when I'm trying to chill and play my video games. But anyway, I didn't really say nothing in the beginning. But, you know, at some point, the the lady upstairs had gotten so mad and went to full Karen swing mode to where she called the police on us for the weed smoke. Right. No way. I was in bed and it was so late at night because my niece works all day. So she don't even smoke her weed until it's like 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night. Right. So I was in the bed out sleep, Wes, like out, out. I didn't even know anything was going on. I heard a knock at the door. I didn't hear any commotion. So I didn't think nothing of it. So I was just continued to sleep until my wife came in the room and was like, babe, the police just left our house. The neighbor upstairs called the police on my niece smoking weed. And I was like, what? Now, mind y'all, I live in New Mexico. Weed is legal here, especially if you have your medical license, as y'all heard on my previous stories on the show here. So, like, I was, yeah, I was super pissed. Like, she, she called the police on us that night. Before then, she had called, like, uh, emailed our rental office saying that we was leaving cigarette butts everywhere and we was being loud and X, Y, Z to where the rental office sent us an email back and gave us like a formal, like, Y'all need to chill notice. Now, this pissed me and my wife off because we have right. never, anywhere we Naturally. stay, in trouble. We have never been kicked out of anywhere for any kind of misbehavior. Like, this pissed us off. So, for sure. That was like I can understand that. 
yeah, that was like the final straw. So I'm tossing and turning all night. I'm at work the next day. Like, man, I got to fucking handle this. Like, I can't get kicked out. Like, this ain't Columbus. We ain't no option B. Like, I can't just go stay with my mom till she get right. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't right. get kicked out of here. We can't afford this. So all day at work, I'm thinking to myself, like, fuck what I'm going to do, man. All right. And then I decided, like, I need to go up there and talk to this lady. As irrational as she might be, I have to go try to have a conversation and make this right because we cannot afford to get cooked out. And this kind of, like, spins into the whole blackness thing because she is wrong in this. Like, she has been petty this entire time, not just to us, but to a bunch of neighbors. But as a black man in a black family, I feel like, well, nobody's going to be trying to hear our side of the story because even when the police came, the police kind of, like, rolled their eyes and looked at my wife like, ah, this lady just called about the weed and just make sure you all are cool. And we just had to come out here because they call. We're not allowed to not come out here because they call. So they wasn't even on it. So, um, and all of that being said, I was like, you know, I got to go over there and talk to her and make shit right. So I ended up going up there, talking to her and making shit right. So when I went up there to introduce myself and talk to this lady, she was like super ornery already. She was already super mad. And by the time I got her to come to the door so we could have the conversation, come to find out she didn't even know weed was illegal. She didn't know or she didn't know that weed was legal in New Mexico. She didn't know none of that shit. So she ended up apologizing and all of that shit. And we ended up coming to a common ground. But I say all that to say, like, it was a care moment because she was trying to get us in trouble and complain on us and trying to get us kicked out when she was in the wrong because nobody was doing anything wrong. Smoking weed is not illegal, especially in New Mexico, and everything was all good. So in saying that, it was particularly funny because as I got to know the lady and we had this whole conversation, we got shit ironed out. Come to find out the fucking lady's name is actually Karen. So that was absolutely insane. And she felt like I asked when I went up there to actually talk to her and let her know we're not mm. bad people. These walls are just thin. This, you know, uh, this place out here is just not the greatest when it comes to things like this. So, you know, we got to understand that we got, you know, on the same page. And she felt bad for being a jerk about the whole thing and calling the police and being all of that. And I just thought it was super hilarious. Uh, once I introduced myself and told her my wife's name and my kid's name, and she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Well, my name is Karen. And uh, <laughs> her name is literally Karen, bro. No so, fucking way. No, her her name is literally Karen. So not only was it a Karen moment, but her name was actually Karen. That's golden, bro. I don't know if I I, I can't even top that. I'm like you. I, I try to think of it this whole time. Like, damn, do I really have a Karen story? And there's nothing that's jumping out to me, and I'm not having that light bulb moment like you had. So. <laughs> I'm glad you were able to share a literal Karen story because that's fine. Crazy, right? Like, yeah, yeah she was, actually she was literally trying to get us in trouble and all kinds of shit that wasn't on us. It was on her. And even the rental office and the police both were like, now that I got to know her and have these conversations with her, they both find her to be irritating because she's called the police for nonsense <laughs> on several people. She's called the rental office for nonsense on several people. And like everybody's like, this lady is just out of her fucking mind. And I've extended a hand to try to make a relationship with her, told her if she needs anything, don't hesitate to call me. You know, if you need something lifted or something's heavy or you can't move something, by all means, give me a call. Like even my son helps her bring her groceries in because like I said, she's a bigger lady. It's hard for her to get up and down the stairs and certainly if she has grocery bags in her hands so she'll pay Jaden ten dollars fifteen dollars or something and he'll help her take her groceries up to her apartment like it's gotten to that point right. 
you know, like right. I ain't gonna say I'm inviting her to the cookout or nothing like that because she's definitely weird. And since <laughs> I gave her my phone number, she texts uh-huh. me to complain to me now, which is oh, certainly wow. something that I did that's not anticipate crazy. picking up. But you know, <laughs> like what is that's she complaining about? Story. Uh, everything, bro. Like she complains about the kids across the way, the kids downstairs, the kids across there. Oh, she about called, everything, fam. She texts me one time and was like, "Oh my god, I just can't." Be- I just can't breathe. I, I, I think I'm going to have an asthma attack with all this smoke. And I text her back like, smoke? What are you talking about? And she was like, there's just so much smoke up here from all these forest fires. And I was like, forest fires? What are you talking? Wes, when I tell you I couldn't smell a thing and there was nothing going on, I didn't see any smoke. I didn't smell any smoke. And she was literally like texting me like she was gagging from smoke. And when she said forest fires, I was like, what? And then I looked at my phone to check on the maps to see what forest fires Fam, the closest forest fire was in Arizona. And she was telling me that smoke was blowing over into her apartment in northern New Mexico. I was like, this lady is absolutely nuts. Like, that's how I knew. Like, okay, this is bad. So, like, I extended my hand out to give her my number so, you know, we could just make things smooth. It was like a cordial thing. I didn't anticipate her texting me every five minutes for every little thing. Like, it's gotten to be really really weird and really really ridiculous for sure at this point like i i just don't know what to do it was a mistake like i understand i was trying to make things cool like here here's my number if you ever need anything give me a call but now that she's texting me with every little thing i'm like this lady is batshit crazy bro like i'm trying to be yeah nice that's um that yeah that's wild and, and, and excuse me if i uh missed it within the story but did you ever get to the bottom of the shower shit oh she never admitted to that <laughs> she didn't <admit. laughs> I didn't bring it up, but she certainly didn't. Uh, she didn't offer it up though either. She did not offer it of up. Of course so, not. You know, of course not. Whatever. But uh, hey, I, I did. We got on a whole tangent on that. That took a way more time than I anticipated. But my man, my man's this past weekend. This past week, yeah. not only was it Father's Day, correct, but it was my guy's birthday. It was Saint John the Baptist Day. Huh? <laughs> it was Saint John the Baptist Day. On June twenty fourth, tell me a little bit. Tell me a little about about your festivities, bro. I feel like such an asshole, bro. So just for the audience at home, I text. I look on on Wes's birthday. I've told the whole story about how I hate birthdays. Now I kind of even wish mine was erased because now I feel bad if I don't remember people's birthdays. So (laughs) on Wes's birthday, I'm texting him about the pod. I'm hitting him about X Y Z. We getting shit ironed out. It's business as usual. It didn't even occur to me until like later that <laughs> afternoon, like, oh, fuck, it's my nigga's birthday. I've said everything to yeah. him, but happy birthday today, bro. Bro, it's it's so weird. Like, and I wasn't even tripping. Like, when I see you text me that morning, I thought that's what it was. But like, when I said it, I was like, oh, he's talking pod shit. Okay, whatever. <laughs> like, it wasn't, you know, I didn't care either way. But I was like, oh, my nigga, because we was having the issue with the pod the day before. So like, I was still right. kind of in that state. Because, you, you know, from, from the day, yeah, from the day before, I had just kind of given up on the situation. Like, fuck, I'm not about to keep going back and looking and, you know, checking into that shit. Like, I, I just wait till the morning, literally. So, you know, I think by that time, I don't know if I had checked it already and seen it. But when you text me, I was like, all right, whatever, you know, cool. And, you know, but my birthday is really turned into one of them things, bro, that, you know, if you know, you know. <laughs> and I'm not going to make no big hoopla about it. You yeah, like, saying? I don't want to I don't want to discredit like, people that still live in their life on their birthday. But right, for right, me. Right. It has certainly become like the people that fuck with me know, and even if they forget, it's cool. But like if if we celebrate, and you certainly know about it. Like I, yeah, I, 
I'm not in dire need of the random ones from people I ain't, I don't ever talk to. Like, they're good. not That's that they're so not wild. appreciated. Not that right. they're not appreciated. They are greatly right. appreciated, but it just doesn't. It don't make me feel like I'm not cared for if I don't. Right. And it's so it's so crazy that you say that. So like throughout the you know throughout the I worked actually. So my birthday was on Wednesday the twenty fourth. I work on Wednesday, so I was off the five days previous to you know the the day before my birthday. Oh, I saw. So I worked oh, Tuesday I and Wednesday. Um. So you I know I was you. working and I kept it like that, but yeah, you know, um, my mom and my dad called me, of course. You know, my brothers and my sisters and shit. Um, but it was just like a, it was a real regular day. Like I said, my birthday is just becoming one of those things. Not not just another day, but I think the older you get, the more reflective you get about shit mm-hmm. that's really going. Oh on. yeah, um, it's reflection day for just, sure. Yeah, just your life and what what's going on outside period and where you trying to take it to. So like, not that I was in a mood, but like. I was just, you know, I was, I was here. I was present. You know what I'm saying? And I, I soaked it all in, whatever was happening. And it was um, fitting that you, know, you was in podcast lit. mode. It's fitting that you was in For podcast sure. mode anyway, because it's like, like you said, you know, it's time that you kind of reflect on where you at, where you going with it. And podcast mode is where we going with it every fucking day anyway. Every so why would the day. birthday be yeah. any different, right? Yeah. Right, right, right. So like I said, I kind of. I kind of absorbed it all. Like I said, I joked to my brother because like it was turning into a thing. Like when I was on the phone, I would miss two or three phone calls. So when I get mm. off the phone, I got to make this phone call. You got to make up. phone call that I missed. I'm missing two or three more phone calls. So like right. it just got to the point where I was getting exhausted late in the night. Like, and I think I went to call my best friend back in the middle of the night. Like I talked to him three or four times throughout the day, but like, I called him the last time and nigga didn't answer me. And I was like, oh, low key, thank God. Because like, right. I'm done talking for the day. At this you point, you're like, saying? this shit's got to be over. This is exhausting. Yeah, and even with like, when it comes to like the Facebook and Instagram shit, like it really, I was telling my wife, bro, like I really cut down on the, on the people, you know, who, mm-hmm. and not, and not like you say, the people who wish me happy birthday, I am extremely, you know, appreciative of like, but you know how it used to be before. And I've spoke about it on here before about, you know, the whole Facebook thing and the birthdays and, you know, saying happy birthday and, you know, how that shit really don't matter. if It ain't really somebody you fuck with for real, for real. Like, it's cool if you get them few outside ones, but, like, I can go, last time I looked, bro, and, like, that shit, whatever you want to call it, but, like, I think it was, like, 39 posts or something like that for my birthday. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I really do fuck with, like, you know, that that amount of handful of people and even, like, the phone calls that I got, like, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't overwhelming. It wasn't no, I didn't get a happy birthday text or call from a, a random phone number not saved in my phone. And that's right, an accomplishment there you go. for me. There you yeah, go. that's a super accomplishment for me. Every happy birthday I got, it was from a source that I knew. You know what I'm saying? And I think this birthday was especially because it was the first uh, card that I got that said to my husband. So, mm. you know what I'm saying? Fuck with your boy. That's hard. I I did happen to uh, peek in on your life a little bit. Uh, although I don't have the Facebook app, I do have Messenger because it's how I kind of communicate with my sister and a couple of my friends who uh, don't really have iPhones for FaceTime and shit like that. And I happened to see on your bubble that you had some updates. So I, of course, I touched my niggas' bubble, uh, pause right, if I right. happen to. And I <laughs> saw in your bubble, bubble. Yeah, that might deserve. Yeah, a I, I I did see that my homeboy was having shots with his best friend. To yeah. uh, what's the best word I use? A detrimental amount of shots. Uh, walk yeah, me through that. Like, how can you? Yeah, nah, it was. I, I've never had a night of shots with the homie. Like I've never went shot for shot. Like how, bro? Are you able to just live that now? Like you can um, still just no. live that and walk that off? I, no, I, I, well, I did, but it's getting harder and harder. I'm not gonna front you. Like no, you gotta give us a play. But how did you end up there? How did okay, you end I'm up tell, in I'm your kitchen you. with your best friend? <laughs> Going shot for shot on um, Facebook Live. Tell me how so this happened. I, 
I have one of these best friends who um, just doesn't accept no for an answer, especially when it comes to celebrating. I saw that in him. I saw that in him. When it it comes to celebrating, man. I haven't had many encounters, but I could see that in his character. Yeah, when, especially when it like you know the shit that he was talking on the Facebook. I think he, I still think he's lying, but he said that we haven't celebrated birthdays together in seven years. I don't I think that's right. true, but he could <laughs> be right. So that was the you're whole. Too drunk you know, to fight him on it. Way too drunk at that point, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but like I say, he's really one of these people who don't accept no for an answer. Um, so even if I would have said no to seven, I would ended up taking at least four. Like you know what I'm saying, but. Somewhere in there, I got lied to, and I, I supposedly I took eight. Um, but like I said, that shit really came out of nowhere. Like the nigga, we we was at the crib, we was chilling, we was out back, we was fucking with the babies. He had bought sparklers for the babies, and they was playing. And the nigga was like, "All right, come on, we about to go take these shots." And I'm like, "Nigga, what you mean?" And he like, "Nigga, it's your birthday." And I'm like, "Well, Even not the way yet." He, put he like, it sounds like it's about to just be one or two. Like, okay, let's just hit these and come back nah, out. And back. then we, yeah, and then we got. Oh no, but see, I'm glad you just asked me that. Because that's exactly what we got in there. He was like, we about to take shots for your birthday. Not even. I'm sorry. He didn't even ask me that question. The nigga just looked at me. I think he was rolling up. And he was like, uh, pick a number one through ten. And I immediately started asking questions. Like, nigga, for what? What like, you talking what about, am I picking? Like, about to play high Yeah, one through ten. Like, <clears throat> like yeah. Like, what, what am I getting? Like, am I getting something? Like, I need to know more <laughs> before I just pick a number. And the nigga wasn't releasing no information. So I figured that's what he was talking about anyway. So. I'm always going with the safe number of five. Um, you know, I've talked about my brother. You in between every here to why five? Yeah, you know, there's a, there's a meaning behind the number and shit. So I'm I went with five immediately, and he was like, "Damn, for real." For his first reaction was, "Damn," because he didn't think I was going nowhere near five. He thought I was going three. You know what I'm saying? No, no, I was no, like, no, "Nah, no. five. Because yeah, I even no, factored you in. Heard me? At this I factored point, you in this might be shot to liquor. Absolutely, I factored in that this might be shots of liquor already. So I'm like, I can right. definitely do five. And then the nigga went on this whole kick, like all oh, seven years, and then he lied to me. I guess we took shot two twice, um, <laughs> I, and it, it got lost somewhere in between. So um, you know, the the snaps progressively got worse. Really, they got really bad really quick. Honestly, yeah, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. they got. I, I watched them back, and it was like, man, you're you're already pretty lit by the time this last shot is coming around, but. Drunk, drunk on camera and drunk, drunk recorded through social media or however you record it. It's a really special thing because, like you said, like you can see the progressive stage. It's like man. from the first part of the inst- of the Facebook story, it's like my man's smiling. He got his people's with him. They cling in the glass, and it's shot time. By the shot third clip, time. by the third clip, like you can see things are becoming disjointed. They're not even on the same camera anymore. They both have separate cameras. <laughs> <laughs> Which nobody ever knows the point in that, like why we're both recording this separately when we all have mutual friends. But whatever, right. that's whatever. that's clip three. But by For clip seven, bro, by clip seven, you didn't even know why you was recording it anymore. I sure the fuck didn't, bro. I was like, what is going on over here? Like, and then like I so said, what made it, what made it even funnier is that we went through that the whole night, right? And I was lit. I ain't even gonna lie. It turned into an extra lit night. Um, you know what I'm saying? But in the morning, like I, I, I think I got out of bed about seven 30. Um, and I heard he was, uh, you know what I'm saying? The nigga looked all right, but we was taking another trip to the dispensary cause he was leaving that morning. So he wanted to get some more weed so we could smoke. So we go get some weed. And while we out, the niggas just, he keeps hitting me with the, <sighs> I'm like, Oh, you are drunk, drunk. Like, Oh, you still, he like, man, he like, I, he like, I got a headache. He like shit partially spinning. It's hot out here. Like he, he just came. He is, bro. He is going. How long has been this hot like car, this? Bro. So it, bro, I, bro, the, the craziest shit, some shit I ain't never seen, never thought I would see happen. 
happened. But like on the way back, he was like, I want some Chick-fil-A. And it's Chick-fil-A close to my crib. So we pull up to Chick-fil-A, bro. Chick-fil-A is empty, bro. Like empty, empty. And it's like huh? probably nine o'clock in the morning, nine, nine thirty on a Monday, right? It looked like Sunday over that motherfucker, bro. It, it looks like strange. nobody's there. I, I wonder so, if you just get that pocket between time to go to work and time for people to start thinking about lunch. Check, check this. Okay. Nigga pulls up, nigga pulls up to the um, door in front of us. He in a work truck, you know what I'm saying? You can tell he's trying to stop and get his breakfast. So he pulled up, he looked, he creeping like we creeping through the parking lot because ain't nobody in this bitch, you know what I'm saying? So he pulled up to the door, it's a sign on the door. He reading the sign on the door, so I wait behind him because I want to see what the sign on the door said. So he pulled off and he pulled around and I pull up and my nigga read the sign on the door and the sign on the door say, you know, as of July 9th or as of June 19th, it's open from 8 to 8, you know what I'm saying? And the door is open. A nigga like, it's say 8 to 8 and the door is like, he can see that the door is open. So he's like, I'm just about to go in. So I'm like, oh yeah, fucking go in. So my nigga gets yeah, out. He looks like 8 and 8 right now. Right now, it's like 9, 10, 30, you know what I'm saying? So the nigga gets out, he goes in the store. I whip the car around and I just wait in front of the store like, oh, this should be quick. You know, this is Chick-fil-A. Ain't nobody in that bitch. Man, that nigga comes back. And then, matter of fact, the nigga in the truck had pulled around too because he seen my nigga get out and go in. So I hop up and I'm like, hey, I'm like, sign on the door, say 8 to 8, you know what I'm saying? Just at the other day. So like, and the door was open. I was like, so he went in. So we'll see here in a second. So as I'm saying that, the nigga comes walking back out the store and he was like, I don't think nobody in that motherfucker, bro. Like, uh-huh. he like I went in there, bro. I said, hello. He walked in the building bro, and he no what? into Chick-fil-A and there was not and a no single employee in Chick-fil-A to bro, get him I, I, Bro, I could almost swear to you that I've walked into a Chick-fil-A and had my feet rubbed before they took my order. <laughs> what the fuck you mean? Nobody like, bro. nobody addressed him in Chick-fil-A. Bro, no, bro, nobody. So the nigga, the nigga who was in the work truck said he had a Chick-fil-A app on his phone and he said, I guess the app said 11 o'clock. So apparently they wasn't open, but they was open. Like, I was almost tempted to go in there and huh. make my own chicken biscuit, bro, and make it happen. Yeah, apparently, did. I know how to put, know how to put a patty up. between a biscuit. Yeah, but on top of that, the funniest shit, so we ended up going down the street further, you know, uh, or closer to my crib, and it's Burger King down there. So he was like, I'm going to just give me some Burger King. But as we're pulling into the park, of Burger King, my nigga goes, hey, pull over right there. Let me see if I got to throw up. I said, nigga, let you see. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> let you Wait. see. Like, you got you to throw bro. I, I couldn't get my phone out fast enough to add the back end of those things. Because it would have been the first snaps immediately after shots, bro. And it would have been amazing. Because this nigga was outside the car walking around in circles. This right here is why I've always had an affinity for the English language. Like, sentences like that just take me, bro. Like, hold on a second. Let me see if I got it. Like, it sounds like you're digging around in your junk drawer for a lighter. <laughs> like, what the fuck? What do you mean, let me see if I got to throw up? <laughs> let me just check bad. real quick. You are, what, I, what I call it is you are losing the hyper-focused battle. Right. And... You need you need something like <laughs> like yeah that nigga said let me see if I have to I mean, that was my first question let you see like nigga you got to throw up and like I said I could I couldn't get my phone out fast enough to record that nigga walking around in circles outside of the car he did probably like three laps outside of the car before he was like all right I think I'm all right and he just went Burger King got him burger surprise and shit man that's real and nigga shit turned out all right it was the funniest best thing is a G for that bro best yeah, is a G nigga. for that he took that shout shit back then <laughs> definitely <laughs> shout out bro that's hard <laughs> man and, and I kind of wanted to talk a little bit too without getting you know too stuck on the same topic for too long but uh so 
y'all kind of planned that out to have him come out and y'all be, you know, together on birthday and yeah. all of that. Because y'all's birthdays yeah, yeah. is kind of close, yeah? No, his birthday in November. Okay, okay. So he come, came out to celebrate November. birthday and all of that. For See, sure, that's extra sure. dope, man. Houston in November, though, for sure. See what I'm saying? I was thinking to myself, like, bro, I got to get better uh, in in uh, in tune with doing shit like that, man. Like, I know me and a couple of my homies, and a couple of my homies, we celebrate birthdays within the same month. So it definitely would right. be super lit and in our best interest to celebrate in May and shit like that. So it was just like, I definitely got to do that, bro. And that's like, I really kind of wanted to dig into that experience, like having your homeboy come out, see where you yeah. live now. Y'all get a chance to kick it. Like, there at we were talking about age and getting older and shit like that. And yeah. these little moments, little shit like this is not little, the older you get, right. you know the what I'm saying? Like you're you homie willing to get on a plane, especially at a time like this, when everybody's going to travel. Yeah, he it's came so crazy. With you. That's hard, bro. Mm-hmm. When I initially left Columbus um, and I moved down to Florida, he was still in Columbus. And he had been contemplating moving to Houston because his sister had already moved there. And mm-hmm. when I left and I moved to Florida, that nigga got up the month after. And he was like, oh, my best friend ain't here. I'm gone. And that nigga has, I mean, not he's gone back home and visited and shit. And I've seen him when he came back home and shit like that. But that nigga vows that he ain't never moving back to Columbus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I, I feel him. You know what I'm saying? Once you get out, you can you can really understand what's going on. So, um, like I when I when I lived down in Florida, I went to Houston from Florida um, one year. But I think that was like because I came home in 2014, so that had to be 2014. The last time we probably really did celebrate birthdays together. Um, mm, he I, might, he no, might have you close in that seven years. He might got you in that seven years. I really, bro, this nigga's lying, bro. And I really can't prove it because I smoked too much weed <laughs> and my memory's bad. Bro. I feel like this nigga came home. I feel like he drove to Columbus one year for my birthday when I moved back to Columbus from Florida. Mm. Like, so I'm, I'm going to let him live. You know what I'm saying? You That's my nigga. But you like, like you said, I, I was going to mention that too. You know, the, the older that you get, these moments mean more to you. And I kind of posted yeah. the status in relation to that, especially, you know, just. Like I say, being in that reflective state that I was in yesterday and getting those birthday shout outs and shit. So I posted today, like, at 30, my body let me know what the deal was. At 31, I'm just emotional and grateful for everybody and everything in my life, man. I, I thank right. y'all for real, for real. Like, that's just the only way that I can put it because that's how I feel at 31. That's hard. So, so related, unrelated, because you know that's how we segue. Uh, related, unrelated, real quick. So I was getting ready for bed the other day, right? And, uh, you know, you got to do the standard piss, wash your hands, stare longly into the mirror, pop whatever bumps you got on your face, uh, look in the mirror long or hard, make sure ain't nothing weird going on. And I was looking in the mirror and I caught a glimpse of my ear and I like, I, I squinted, I look, <laughs> you already like, okay, your ear, what? that's weird. Right, we're going so, with yeah, I squinted up and looked closer at my ear and I realized I had a particularly long strand of hair protruding out of my earlobe mm, okay. from okay. my ear. And All it right. was so long, in fact. And now, now, when I say earlobe, I don't mean the top of your ear because like those whiskers at the top of your ear, niggas, as they get older, you kind of, if you ever had a pop pop or something, you know what those are. You might not have them right. yet, but you know right. what those are. But right. I had one particularly long strand of hair coming out of the low part, like where right. you get your ear pierced at, the bottom. Right. Right. And I saw it and I was like, man, what the fuck? And so I grabbed the <laughs> tweezers. So I grabbed the tweezers and I grabbed that one long, weird strand of hair and I pulled it out of my ear and I just stared at it for a while. I was like, 
how long does it take for something like this to grow? Like that wasn't there just the other day. I don't know. That's crazy. So in my crazy cat mind, and this is why we talk on a podcast because some people might be interested in dumb shit like this, but whatever. I started thinking that as I was staring at my head at, at the hair in the tweezers. And I was like, this is really some old nigga shit. Like once you start like tweezing the hairs out of your nose and out of your ears and shit, that's yeah, old nigga man. shit. And that was that really like an indicator shit, that, yeah, no, that was really like that long hair coming out of my earlobe was really like an indicator. Like I'm really getting close to being washed up out here. Like I was about to ask you, so what for you, what for you, for you would be the undeniable proof in fact that you are almost washed up out here? Like what would you have to see what behaviors um, would have to happen? Like, would it be like, oh, I was sitting on the couch watching TV and I just nodded off in the middle of the day. Okay, I'm washed up out here. Like, what What for Wes is the the, bro, I've, the signal I've been, that it's over? I've been considered a grandpa for a long time. So falling asleep on the couch is regular right now. Um, like I said, <laughs> I smoke the gas anyways, and it might just take me off the planet. Um, but like I said, one, one of the things for me is um, the, the nose hair thing, you'd be like, God damn, like, especially when that motherfucker be like tickling the outside of your nose or tickling Jesus the top of the fist. Like, Christ. how does this even happen? Like, or, you know, you just, and you can literally like pull it from the outside of your nose. That motherfucker be curled <laughs> on top of your shit like a nose ring. Again, how did this grow out of my nose unnoticed? Like, in a day. This wasn't here yet. Yeah. But I think what it's really going to be for me, and this is so, like art really does imitate life, bro. Like, and we, me, let me let the podcast listeners know something. Me and Kat cannot be friends because we y'all, don't talk. Okay, I can't have regular conversation with my nigga. I can't call him when something funny happens. I just have to remember it. And just like every other week, Kat usually alley oops some shit that already happened. So like, I talked to my brother, my oldest brother, the other day. He had me crying, but like, we was talking about. Um, like hairlines and shit, you know what I'm saying? Because I just got my hair cut after a while and he was at me for them few months and I had no haircut. Like, man, you look wild. Like, I need you to fix that. So he was one of the people on my call list when I got a haircut. Like, hey, nigga, I'm back, baby, with a love. You right. feel me? Like, I need to see you. So we got right. we got to talking about hair and shit. And he was like, nigga, I give you two more years for it's all gone. Because my brother used to have dreads, long dreads. Gone? You know I remember. I remember. That nigga did Man, he get he had long dreads and that nigga cut him off and he's bald now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like his I nigga know. hair don't grow. You know now, like, let, me, let me say this. Let me say this. I like to paint visuals for the audience. With all due respect, because Wes, you know I fuck with Y five the long way. And I would mm-hmm. never say anything disrespectful to any member of the Y five. <laughs> But for our listeners, we got to make it known for the record. Bro did have long Nubian king dreads. Long dreads. And, and, and when Wes says that his brother is now bald, he don't mean like bald like Ving Rhames bald or like I'm bald. You know what I mean? Like I shave my hair. I don't have a receding hairline. I just shave my hair because my hair gray is trash. When, when Wes says his brother is bald, like, you know the bald niggas that you can see their hair don't grow? Like... I see that you're bald, but I also can see where you lost it at. Like he's got yeah, I can that. See where, like his shit, yeah, his shit started going missing in the middle first. Like that yeah. nigga, he was able to like cover it up because they were so long. But like he just made the decision one day to cut them off. So he was at me the other day. He was like, "I give you two more years, nigga, before your shit is out of here." And I was yeah, styling and profiling on him. I was hitting, I was hitting him like, "Nah, nigga, I'm still all right for the moment." Like you know, what I'm you saying? new nigga. 
Yeah, new new nigga brought me back a little bit. I can I, I understand what you know, I understand the risk area that I'm in, in right two now. Years. Uh yeah, he gave me two years. That's fucked up. I don't really want to talk about that. That was that wasn't cool. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't okay. You, that he, wasn't cool to put two years on you. But I think that's because that's where he landed at. Like I think that's where shit really started going bad for him is in the Jesus <laughs> years. So he just wanted to, you know, project that shit on me. All right, whatever. Um, but I was like, nah, man, I was like, I'm still doing good out here. And the nigga, he was like, he was fucking with me. He was cracking up. I was like, nigga, you going to be mad when I'm 60 still with the crispy. And that nigga was like, yeah, nigga, crispy around your ears. And I couldn't oh. do nothing to cry. Least, man, listen here. That, he had me crying. He was like, you, your daddy, ugliest son, nigga. You definitely going bald, nigga. Like, I fucking cried, nigga. And I was you like, that, that. but he made it. He made a very good point within that, though. With a, one that I could not argue with him with. He was like, "All right, all jokes aside, though, nigga, bet you won't cut it all off right now." And I said, "Now nah, you play too fucking much. All right, I bet now, you I won't. Now, <laughs> right. now, now you, you play too fucking much. <laughs> now we're not joking as brothers anymore. Now yeah, you're now not joking right. no more. Like them is fighting. Yeah, I bet you won't try it. You play because there's something to be said about cutting it all off, bro. There's something to be said about cutting it all off and and having enough confidence to know it'll come back. Right, like there's, there's a certain level of risk there. You know what? One day on an extra butter, bro, I want to have a nigga on here with dreads that are losing them or have lost them, so we can talk about the process. Like, does one whole dread fall out, and it's just like you? Yeah, probably. At the probably if I can get my brother's situation together, we could probably get him on because he's yeah, quite. Like, are you at? Are you at the basketball court, fam? Are you like at the basketball court in a pickup game, and you like? Cross over a little too hard to the right, and then a whole dread just fall dread down. Fall out, and then you reach up, and there's <laughs> like a whole bird's nest up there. Like, that's how nice. does that work exactly? I don't, I don't know. But to bring it back around to you know, tell, going going on a tangent, telling that whole story, I think that's one of the things that's going to let me know that I'm a washed up old nigga is when I finally get around to having to, uh, you know, accept that my hairline is not what it used to be. Um, it's not as a young man as it as it once was. Um, I think when I got to let it go, that's when I'm a um, you know, I'm probably going to humble myself a little bit. More. So, but until another, then. <laughs> another question for you, though. How far I got to go back before you okay. finally just like, let's try this body? How far um, back do you got to go? Like, are you talk, are we talking I, McDonald's sign? Are we talking about you don't have corners no more? Like, for your hairline, what is the final straw? Or should I say final strand? <laughs> what is the uh, final strand for West? I think, where, honestly, are you going to let I it get to where you have one curly cue in the front and everything else I is don't, gone? Nah, hell no. Nah. I don't think... <laughs> I, I think once I get like a certified undeniable you, it got to go. Like, undeniable you. Like you can't a, make a corner. You can't make a corner out of that for nothing. Man, for nothing. I think once Long I get a undeniable... Like even like now, like if it, I think if I go about three millimeters from where I'm at right now, nigga, we're done. Like we're see, fucking done. But see, pra- praise Allah and white Jesus, bro, that we are living in a time where the black the black beard is so strong, the body is just so much easier. Yeah, talk about it. Talk about like, it. I'm so glad we're not in 1995. Yeah, I'm glad we're not in 1995 where the goatee is the wave. You know what I'm saying? Because it's much oh harder God. to pull a goatee. Oh, my God. I remember my dad switching up his beard back in the day and that shit looking weird. Like, I remember when the chin strap first became a thing. Weird beards. I remember walking to the store one time. <laughs> walking to the store one time. Bro, and I, I told you the story about me walking to the, the Candyman story off her. You've heard me about me getting lost going to the store. I was walking to the East Haven corner store one time, bro, and my dad pulled up to the side of me 
uh, in a car that I didn't really recognize, but he had shaved all his beard off. And I almost cussed at my dad because I thought he was a stranger pulling up on me. I almost, I literally almost said to my dad, what the fuck is you doing, nigga? But I looked close and it was my dad. And I remember laughing like, dad, what did you do? Like before we even got to talk about where I was going, where he was going, because he was just pulling up on me to make sure I was good. And before we could even say any of those pleasantries, I was like, dad, what did you do to your beard? And he just started laughing and he was like... You know, I, I got a little carried away in the shower and I had to take it all off. I was like, Dad, don't never oh, do that. Nigga. That's a whole <laughs> other conversation, bro. Like when you when you b- before I even really had somewhere before I started fucking with some niggas who I really considered like having a relationship with my barber, like fucking with my hair, bro, that used to be the worst shit ever. Fucking yourself up and having to get rid of it all. Like, I, that is the most like rapiest shit ever to me. A nigga and especially a nigga who voluntarily <laughs> cuts his facial hair off, bro, I'm side-eyeing you. Like, if you if you don't have to cut it off for, like, your job, which I even think is weird, like, if you don't have to cut it off and you cut it off just because, bro, you're 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 keeping a secret. You're keeping a secret like a fuck. See, I, I might be digging too deep, but I'm, I'm really going to, like, this is not for jokes, this is not for podcast content, but you know me, I overthink. I need to go to get, to get some uh, psychology class, cause, psychology classes because the human mind has always interested me. But to me, when I come across niggas that play in the mirror too much, change their beard up too much, do too much with their facial hair, to me, it has always said something deeper and darker about their confidence and their self-esteem. Like if you are 35 and you still ain't quite settled in on your look, like, bro, that says a lot to me, bro. Like you can't be that old and still trying to figure the look out. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit... It's just extra weird to me, bro. Like, I, there's got to be a deadline for yeah, how long right. you're allowed to have to figure your look out. Oh, absolutely. The only time that I experimented is when I was like a teenager, like when I was between thirteen <laughs> and seventeen. Like, okay, I'm growing this shit now. Let's figure out what the fuck we can do. Right. Let's see what all we're capable of. So, oh, so, so, so the hairline shit is nasty. <laughs> ear hair is nasty ear nose hair is nasty disgusting. we're all getting old we're all just here to get out of here niggas is dying sooner than later but speaking of which me and my wife was having a conversation on the couch just like that's my nigga that's my best friend aside from that being my wife like right. we have some of the wildest conversations Wes and I'm sure you can relate right oh yeah so I don't even know how we got on this topic, but like mid topic, my wife knew what was going on because I stopped talking and I immediately pulled my phone out to write the subject down to talk to you about. <laughs> Bro, so let me talk to so you. So crazy about how this. that happens, though. That I do, I do the same right. thing. Now I'm like, oh, hold on, I, hold on, g- give me two seconds, two seconds, and then you start writing it down. Yep, got to. So I don't even know how we got on this subject. So forgive me for the not the smoothest segue, but it is related to the losing your hair, getting old, and all of okay. that shit. Okay. So me and my wife was talking about death. I don't know how we got on it, but I see, this is why I'm glad me and you got a show because you don't have the same, I don't know, sensitivity to death that some people might have and you can't right, find right, norm- right. You find okay. normalcy in death, right? In yeah, the way yeah, it was brought yeah, up. Yeah, so we can have sure. these kind of conversations. Morbid man. So, yeah. So somehow we got on, on the conversation of death and funerals and our parents going and shit like that. I think we were talking about our parents because both of her parents are really sick. My parents are getting up there. You know, mm-hmm. we're just really kind of at that doorstep right. and nobody wants to think about whose parent is going to go first or For none sure. of that kind of Be- shit. Better to be proactive but, than reactive though. 
Right, right. And, and if if not your wife, if not your life partner, then who can you talk to about that kind mm-hmm, of shit, right? Mm-hmm. So we was kind of talking about that shit. And again, I don't know how we got on this conversation, but I found out something about myself, something that was very, very important to me that I didn't realize was so important to me. So we was talking about funerals and attending funerals and attending our parents' funerals, not in a morbid way or not taking right. it too lightly, but we were talking about that. And somehow Just so that the you know when of, the time comes. Thank you. Exactly. So somehow the thing came up of like, what is appropriate funeral attire? <laughs> and and I got to talk. <laughs> you already left. I got to talking to my wife about funeral attire, and I realized in this conversation, I didn't realize how important it was to me before. But it is very important to me that my wife dresses relatively sexy at funerals. Now that might sound crazy. I'm not asking her to come out there with her titties hanging out and with a mini skirt. I'm not saying that, but I did tell my wife specifically, like I do expect like you to be wearing something where I can see your shape and something I can grab your ass in or something to show a little bit of titties. Like right. I don't want see, I'm you. I'm not in, asking like, you to put that on, but I um, would like. If you put that on, no, I was, I was basically saying, I need you to put that on. Like, and here's my train of thought. Like, this is why I don't want my wife in a pinstriped power suit with extra shoulder pads at one of my parents' funeral. Because I told her, I said, if we're talking about our parents' funeral in particular, right? Emotions are going to be high. These are your parents or grandparents or whoever. So you kind of going to need something to distract you a little bit. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be crying into your wife's titties if her titties are all covered (laughs) covered up. up. Yeah, that's why. It's not not company. Yeah, and I know I've said on here before about, like, I know I've grabbed my ass at a couple – I've grabbed my wife's ass at a couple funerals before. (laughs) And I just feel – I just find it to be comforting. You know what I mean? It's nice to know in tragic times that you look over and your babe is looking good. Like, is that crazy? I mean, I'm sure it helps a lot. It helps me a whole lot. (laughs) It helps me a whole lot. And like, again, this is not me trying to create content for the show or sound like I'm trying to be funny or trying to be an asshole. But I told her, like, look, I'm not expecting you to wear stripper clothes to the funeral or nothing like that. But I am expecting like a certain level of sexiness from you at whatever funerals we go to. Like, is that unreasonable? Do you think I'm being ridiculous? I don't think that's unreasonable. As I was talking about it, that's really important to me. Um, I don't think it's unreasonable. Um, and just to like kind of, I guess, drop some game on it. Like, my dad is married now, so I guess I ain't really telling on him. But my dad has met several women on funerals because oh, chicks pull up the funerals looking like something. You know what I'm okay, saying? so we we are covering a pocket here. We're yeah. uncovering a pocket. Yeah. So this is a thing. Like looking. I'm trying to be tasteful here because we are talking about funerals, but like, but we're not talking about a specific a, funeral. So I think it's okay. Yeah. And I don't want to call it a snack cause it is a funeral, but if you're looking like fried chicken after the funeral, then that's a thing, right? Like it's a thing to look like the fried chicken after the funeral while you're going to the funeral for ladies. Right. And I was even trying to explain it to her. Like, well, babe, you got to think like when we go to funerals, I dress up and put a suit on and shit. And I know she likes to see me in a suit. So you can't say that people don't be putting on their best shit for the funeral. 
Right. Like you ain't right. showing up to the funeral on sweats. Nah, you're definitely not doing that. Now that's unacceptable and inappropriate. <laughs> right. <laughs> Unless you ain't got no goddamn excuse and you don't plan on staying. But yeah, you probably shouldn't be pulling up in sweats for sure. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like maybe I, I maybe I'm digging into a hole that don't need to be digged into. I don't know if I'm coming off as inappropriate, but like this is just me being completely like raw with the audience and my wife when we was having a conversation, like I do want to look over at my wife at any funeral I go to and like have a quick flash of thinking about sex. And then I'll get back refocused and think about the dead body in the ground. But for <laughs> a couple of seconds, for a couple of seconds, I do want to be distracted and, and think about how your ass looks in that pencil. I just want to know that the potential of my tear running down to your nipple is possible. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I just need to know. And, I don't think I'm the only person in the world that's ever thought like that, bro. Like, <laughs> if you've ever attended a funeral with your significant other or a girl you were seriously dating, because obviously you're not just going with some random bitch at the club. Like, right, right. if somebody comes with you to a funeral, y'all are serious about the relationship. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want my wife to be over there in some loose-ass business pants with pockets on the sides and then yeah, a I fucking blazer I don't need and a turtleneck. I don't need you in the dress. You're not helping. Up, I don't need you in the dress up to the neck with, like, the ruffles around the neck. That's probably not going to do it for me. I don't want that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't want a big Sunday hat with a veil. I don't want that. Like, give me the loose black blouse with at least three buttons from the top undone. Give me the pencil skirt with the like with, with the slit on the side. I want all of that. That shirt is silk. with the black heels. Yeah, I want all of that. Like I want to see a little bit. I want to see a little bit of the outline of your bra through that blouse. I want all of that. Like I deserve that. I just lost a relative. I just lost a relative. I'm sad. Help me. I need I comfort. Sad. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> comfort me. Okay. Well, speaking of losing a relative and uh, keeping it okay. morbidly possible, uh, keeping it <laughs> more morbidly positive here on the Dipped and Butter program, um, I have a double dip segment segment for you here today. Oh, we dipping um, again. All right. We Let's are dipping again. So um, we talked about here on this podcast before um, about an alleged. Um, what is it? Jazz night, movie night. That's um, allegedly a five minute walk away from an apartment complex. And there was an alleged four year old that was sleep or a three year old. I'm sorry. You know, that I was don't sleep. know what you're talking about. Right. But, but you remember imagine. we talked about this, right? Adjacent. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so this story is real in real life. And I forgot that when we talked about it, I knew about this as well. Oh. And my wife reminded me of this, and I'm so glad she like listened to this podcast to remind me of shit like this. <laughs> okay. So there is a young child. Um, I believe I got the name correct because I had it wrong at first, and I had to go back and make sure I had it right. So her name was Madeline McCann. Um, mm -hmm. And I believe this may be even in another country, potentially. This may be in London or something like that. I could be wrong. This is not the news. This is not CNN. <laughs> Do not get you your facts from here. We are just talking about the conversation that we had before. So, anywho, in this story, um, I believe the parents of this young lady lived in an apartment complex where they were a five-minute walk um, from their home to the pool in the complex. That sounds um, eerily familiar. Okay. They're about five minutes away. Um, they were out there, you know, the mother and the father. I want to say they were out there with another couple, um, you know, just out there by the pool doing whatever they were doing Getting out there by the pool. Yeah, getting a weekend on. Great time. Baby was asleep. 
five minute walk away. The baby's you know, fine. Right. You know, but I, I, I'm not particularly sure if they, you know, I don't know if where they were at, they could have eyes on their front door. Cause that's probably the only way that I would do it, but it was only a five minute walk away. I'm sure they felt mad comfortable in this. So sure. Um, the details How that I, already right. The details that I got from the story that is even with them being a five minute walk away, the parents were, um, taking rotating turns going back every hour to check on the child in the home. Even more responsible Even than more responsible, we right? Hour one, they go back, everything is fine. Hour two, they go back, everything is fine. Hour this is three, fine. they go back, baby is gone. What? <laughs> what do you mean gone? Baby is gone and it is what my kind of absolute... It doesn't matter. It's my absolute nightmare that I spoke about on this podcast. We're saying... Baby is gone? Baby is gone. Baby like abducted gone. gone? Baby is abducted gone. Oh my god. Baby okay. baby is abducted. So listen to me real quick. And like I say this is this oh is literally the nightmare that I spoke of on this I'm podcast by saying nightmare. by saying that some shit that I oh. some shit will happen that never happens because I'm doing something that I would never do. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? And even like you say with them hearing the story, out you going back you. checking every hour, it sounds like the it's greatest plan on earth. It's hella responsible. But just like I told you on this podcast, my brain goes to somebody else is watching me in my pattern. Mm. So I I immediately said somebody watched them from the time they left the house the first time Holy to go to the shit, pool. That's terrifying. They watched you come back the first time. They watched you come back the second time. They deduced, oh, you're coming back every hour. So even if you came back the second hour and, and I know it takes you five minutes to walk back to the pool, I can almost literally have an eye on your door and you walking back to the pool to go in your home almost immediately after you enter back. So while you're telling the people at the pool, shit's cool, I'm in here taking your child. All right, that just shattered everything. I know, I know this, <laughs> and this is why we have to double dip shit. Yeah, yeah. See, okay, so I'm glad you brought this up, right? Because Oh my God. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in me saying, you know, the baby's in the crib, the baby's in a basket. If the baby died in its sleep. And I don't want to call it a baby. I think this might have been like a three or four year old. I could, well, again, I could be getting all of this. I could be getting the age wrong, demigra- all that shit. But yeah. this is where my mental comfort was coming from. Like if something happened to a baby and you was home sleep, I even said on that episode, like if something happened to your baby while your baby was in their room sleep and you were asleep and you were home, you you ain't going to know if you sleep, right, especially right, if you sleep with right. your door closed and their door closed. So there's nothing that you can do about it. So what's right. the difference between you being five minute walk from the crib? Now, getting in your car and driving and leaving yourself susceptible yeah, to far. a car accident is a different thing. But if you're on foot walking, what's going to happen that couldn't happen anyway? Even if it ain't the baby, you could have a heart attack in your sleep and right, the baby right. still be in the room. So I was at peace with kind of, quote unquote, putting it in God's hands on that. But the circumstances you just described are making me rethink the whole thing. Because, like, you can't listen. You can't not be responsible for that. Like that go on you. Like I, even as somebody that is an advocate, and I spoke really strong about leaving both my kids at home by themselves. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But hearing that particular incident, that makes me rethink everything because it's like. I would even go so far as to say is that might not even happen if it wasn't for you. Like you are probably the reason why that child got abducted because they were like, Oh shit, 
I know ain't nobody home. Yeah, I, I can just recognize, watch. I can watch y'all. I recognize a pack. I see where they're at. Not, not for nothing. Like we've, yeah, we've seen enough TV shows and we've seen enough movies. Like, and not to say that that's real life, but we've seen enough of that shit to depict. You know what? And they really do technically do research behind that shit to understand how these motherfuckers act. But like, there's people out here that is really people watching in the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? So a nigga could have been up in his balcony or in his window, like, and that's what he do every night. Period. And nobody knows that. But like that urge, that urge, and that nigga might have kicked up, bro. And that's what I'm saying, bro. Like I can't take the chance. See, and, and you really hitting a real life nerve. Like you might be fixing my life right here live on the podcast because our town is just that small. Our town is just that small to where, like, there's people in my apartment complex that I know their car, and I know from seeing them out of my window, and I don't even be watching niggas like that, but just seeing them enough out of my window that I know their patterns. Right, and I don't right, even right, be right, bro. Well, imagine Fact. if somebody is looking for you. Oh man, we might not can never leave our kids alone. <laughs> <laughs> man, it's, it's it's gonna be, I, and I hate to do that to you, but it's definitely something that's gonna be on your nah, mind. Don't hate to do it. You might have just saved Cameron from being a bro. That really just shook me up a little bit because you know me, bro. Like I'm always open to new information. Right. I don't right. think I right. just know everything, and I just dig right. my heels in, and that's it. I was super confident when we talked about this For the sure. first time, but now, I <laughs> but, I, but that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, I guess I'm just so, so much more interested in being proactive versus reactive because when sure. you have to be reactive, it's too frantic. You're not thinking correctly. You know what I'm saying? And I can already imagine right now never sleeping again if something happened to my children like that. Like how do you how do you go to sleep? How do you go oh, to work? Fall, what else do it you fall do? Right on you. Yeah, that it falls, falls right, right on you. you. And oh, if you're you and if you're not spending all of your time trying to figure out where your children are, one, you look crazy, and two, what what the fuck else are you out here doing besides that? If that happens, that like, happens. Damn. Like, and this is just kind of how my mind ticks. Like, can you imagine how nuts that looks from the person that abducted the child's point of view? Like, literally. Opening the door because shit, they probably left it unlocked because they right down at the pool and they can see Five their apartment away. from the pool. So literally checking the door, the adductor is probably thinking to themselves like, they ain't leave this door open. Like I know I saw them leave it open, but this time it's going to be locked. Because That's what I'm saying. Open. If you watch that shit two, three times. And he turns and it's like, what? oh shit, this is open. And then he looks down one more time. They're literally like back floating, uh, trying to trying to see if they can get a swinger situation popping off. They're not paying attention. But this, and that's what and I'm saying, bro. Like, the, like creep into the bedroom and grab that child. And like that person probably walked out with that child in their hands, just watching right, the parent bro, at the This is what I'm saying. My brain goes to the worst of the worst shit. Like my brain goes to either you was in and out while the nigga was still walking back to the pool or you was even in there when the nigga came in to check on the baby. You ain't even made it down from the last check-in before that. That's why I say by the time you back telling the people at the pool, yeah, she all right, she cool. And the nigga got an hour head start on you because you're not even going back to check for another 60 minutes. Jesus white Christ. That is crazy, sick, bro. Sick, bro. That's what I'm saying. So uh, I felt like, I felt like because I heard that, you know, I felt like she dropped that knowledge on me and I've actually it. had it on my list for a few weeks now to give to you. And I'm so glad I was able to give that to you right now. Like it's perfect time. See, it's the reason why you get that to me. It's the reason I why I you gave it to you right now. Because hey, something, something is coming up on the horizon where we got to make a decision whether to leave her here or not. And we're definitely not leaving her here. Mm-mm. Matter of fact, we did that recently. Like we had to go to the store and 
it was, uh, but Jaden was here, but we still just took her anywhere. Like, oh, Jay's playing this game. He really ain't paying attention. Let's go ahead and take her with us. But mm-hmm. yeah, fam, like I, I literally think I might've just changed my life right there with that information. Hopefully, that is nuts. Our, like I said, our town is that small to where, and, and you got to think, and this is not me trying to weird flex or nothing, but everybody in this town that has ever talked to us or seen us knows Cameron. Cause she sticks out like a sore thumb. Like I said, like we are one of the few black people in this right. entire town. Right. And my little and my daughter is light skinned with colored eyes. So like, and, and I, I don't know what it is about Mexican people, but they love little black kids with colored eyes, especially light skinned black kids with colored eyes. So we can't go to the Walmart without uh oh mia mia oh my god uh, mira, mira. So oh my god oh your little ita <laughs> mira, like, yeah, like we can't get it. Oh, Ita. Oh, I just love her. Get her up. <laughs> I love and her. We she can't so go good. nowhere without her. Yeah, so like she sticks out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there's probably a lot so, of people right, that we don't know. Might be out there fantasizing. Fam, it's probably some. Bro, I, I'm sure there's a gang of people that we've never had a single conversation with that know exactly where my daughter lives. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. she just sticks out like that. Right, right. So they're right. probably just like, oh, she lives right there. I've seen Something her down that you at the register park. mentally oh, without even knowing. Exactly. Her. Storing it without even thinking about it. So mm-hmm, definitely. Mm-hmm. And there's sex offenders out here, bro. Cause I've been in the police station and I've seen the list and I used to work with one of them at, at the grocery store. So I know that they're out here, bro. bro. Just call me Smokey the bear. I'm trying to prevent forest fires out this motherfucker. Yeah, I definitely see <laughs> that for sure. We got to go to something else, bro. Do you have anything else? <laughs> um, you gotta okay. Have I do. Else. I do. And I actually have two things written down here on my list that I, um, I guess we, I'm just going to ask you both of them just kind of how I have it written down here. Cause I guess they could kind of go together now that I'm looking at them. So the two things that I have written down here is keeping relationship business, relationship business, which I think we could go into as far as, you know, keep, keep your family out your relationship business, honestly, but we could, we could definitely dive into that here in a second. But then the second okay. thing that I have written down here is joint Facebook accounts. And I really feel like. So let me go ahead and close my <laughs> list. Cause I just want to talk about the things you want to talk about. I was going to get rid of everything that I wrote down. Let's just, I just only want to talk about what you want to talk about. Where do you want to start? All right, let's get it. All right. So that's what, let's start with keeping relationship business, relationship business. And I will start by saying I have been a victim, um, of being in a relationship and divulging way too much information. Um, the to victim, the people like, around as me. in the other person was divulging too much on you or you made no, the no, no, mistake. I'm a, I'm, I made the mistake. I'm going to say, let me, let me put it that way. I'll reword it. I'm, I've made the mistake of divulging too much information um, about a relationship, which naturally will um, bias the opinion of the people in your corner. Um, and, and ultimately one, once they know enough, um, get, getting them to change their mind about how they feel about that person um, is virtually impossible. Um, I think that's part of the reason, um, that I've spoken about, you know, not, I don't even necessarily want to call it a tiff cause that's my nigga forever and it'd be what it'd be. But like the shit that I was going through with my dad and the shit that I've rapped about in the song and shit, like that, mm-hmm. that's part of that. You know, I, I've been divulged too much information about, I know too much about the situation to just be mm-hmm. cool with everything mm-hmm. on the back end. You know what I'm saying? So I, I've made the mistake and I've also been a part of receiving too much information to really understand how that can affect really your relationship with another person without those people even being close to you. And inadvertently, right? Like you don't even got to be trying to look at them funny, but you just know too much. Yeah. You just, I mean, but like I say, not even like you divulging that, like, so, so like I said, I'll tell on myself, like I say, a, a relationship that I was in at one point in time, 
the bad, not necessarily even the bad shit, but like I'll say, I'll, I'll tell that in my second story, but like the relationship that I was in, like I was telling my sister damn near everything that was going on in my relationship. And naturally, that's my big sister. But you just was kicking it to your sister. Yeah, you know I was what just kicking it to my sister, but that's my mom. big sister. And she's going to form an opinion. You know what I'm saying? And not that she treated the girl funny or none of that shit, but it's like, fam, I know you ain't really on the right shit. So anytime I can persuade this nigga to get you the fuck up out of here, like, I'm probably definitely going to use that avenue. And you know what I'm saying? And on the um, on the flip side of that, like I say, with receiving too much of that information, it allows me to form an opinion. And, you know, from from that standpoint, like, I can't just forget it because I know too much. You know what I'm saying? So I really do understand. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, even telling my sister that or, you know, my dad telling me whatever was going on in his relationship, that has a bearing on my dad and him and, the you know, his wife now alone without me even being there. You know what I'm saying? Because what he telling me, he know what I'm telling back to him. You know what I'm saying? Or even what I'm telling my sister about my situation she know what I'm telling. So it's going to lie. Like, I just know that I've told her. And now I know the pressure of her thinking like, nigga, why are you even fucking with this bitch? Like, yeah. And y'all ain't got to be like on that at the moment, but just no, say like, no, your sister is over at the cookout and all of y'all trying to function and shit and say, she do some little sly shit. Like, Oh, now she ain't going to make your plate. Now you, you might be looking, but now your sister looking too. You know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. Now she's picking up on a little she bit of shit. Everything. She don't even need to be picking up on. Now yep. she's a little bit too in tune with the yep. vibes and yep. it's just not healthy, right? Like, yeah, and it's, and it's not going to help you win your case because every time I come around my sister, when you're not around, she's going to be like, what the fuck is you doing? <laughs> right. You can't, you can't hold people responsible for not knowing, right? Like that's definitely one of those wisdom things that you got to live enough in life most times to get. But like, I ain't going to lie, and this is not me just trying to sound dope, but I kind of had a grasp on that almost immediately. Mm. Like when me and Donovan first got serious about our relationship before we was married and we was just living, you know, girlfriend and boyfriend and all of that. And we was going through our first few little trials and tribulations as all couples do. I don't know, man. I think in, in my mind, I think what taught me it was like beefing with like one of my close cousins, right? Like my best friend cousin that I grew up with ever since mm-hmm. I knew me. Mm-hmm. Me and him would fall out. You know what I mean? People that you care about, you have little fallouts, you have debates, you know, that's just natural. But I think I learned in that relationship with him, like I can't run around talking about all oh, cousins on some bullshit. He this, he that. When right. I know good and damn well in a good couple months, me and him going to be back good again. And then now I'm going to have to live up all of that shit I talked. You know what I right. mean? It taught me that right. early. So when I was in a serious relationship with my then girlfriend, now wife, I kind of took those cues like, man, I really kind of want to keep any beefs that me and my wife have in house. So shit don't got to be weird at the mm-hmm. function or I'm not, way better, man. I'm not making people draw lines in the sand. But not only that, though, I ain't going to lie. Now, I am going to go ahead and come all the way clean. That decision was also made a lot easier for me because I don't really have the relationship with, say, my mom, for instance. Mm-hmm. I don't really have a relationship mm-hmm. with my mom where I just sit on the couch and just Dr. Phil with her because right. me and her relationship right. is already a little dicey right. Right. as it is. You know what I mean? So it was a lot easier for me to just keep shit in house because my wife has been my best friend. So if I need to divulge anything to anybody, it's her. Which is probably why, you know, when me and her beef and we do argue, it's like literally the worst shit in the world. And I just want to stab myself in the neck because she is who I talk to. 
So if right, I can't talk right. to her, then who the fuck can I talk to? Right. right, right. So, you know, I, I think it's healthy that you have that relationship with your spouse, but yeah, I, I learned super early, man. I don't think I ever really shot myself in the foot on that aspect too bad. But I, I definitely am with you on that, though. Yeah, like, man. Good. That's, I that's, mean, good thing you didn't. That's probably why y'all been prosperous together for the last 20 years, for real, for real. Because, like, house, I mean, and not to say that, like, I, you know, I still talk to people in my family now about my relationship. But, like, anything that me and her might tiff about, that ain't nobody's fucking business. You know, because I don't right, need right. nobody forming no opinion. Like, oh, the only thing you need to see is I love her. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and not to say that anybody would feel any type, but like, especially at this point, because that's my wife, but like, like we could, I don't, that, that's none of your business. And there's no nice way now, to tell somebody that, but. There, there is one little eensy bit of a byproduct that does come with that though, Wes. And I'll, I'm going to give you the heads up on this now, if you don't already know. Okay. But what it will do, and it's still the right decision. Don't get me wrong. It is the healthy and correct thing to do. But what it will do is it will create a face. A, a false facade around your relationship to where outsiders looking in will just think that everything is sunshine and everything is all good. Oh, and that y'all never fuck no. If you're not telling them, if you're not telling them, oh man, me and my wife was beefing X, Y, Z, like it, it doesn't, I know it sounds like I'm boohooing and making a problem out of nothing, but like I have that problem in my family to where a lot of people in my family think me and my wife's relationship is perfect and we've never been through nothing because they've no never seen it. No fucking them. way. Yeah, just because I don't like, tell you, no, I mean, I ain't man, never like, been through it. Yeah, exactly. And <clears throat> it don't sound like, well, I, I know people are listening like, well, what the fuck are you talking about? That's not no burden. Right. But it can be because people treat you like you ain't been through nothing. You know what I'm saying? And right, they treat right, you like, right. <laughs> right. Like, like your relationship is still some sort of new, even though me and my wife have mm-hmm. been together for 20 years. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like you said, like just because we ain't never and, showed you nothing don't mean we ain't been through nothing. And I'm j- I'm just now having this thought and that really might might be what it is, bro. Like and I've spoke about it on this podcast before where you know there was I, w- I was just on trash in relationships that I was in before, but when I got in this relationship, like we really like sat down and had a conversation like, yo, honesty is the best policy. You know what I'm saying? Like as long as you are honest, like we we can deal with whatever the case may be and when you approach it different, I think you don't feel the need to even share that information with other people for real, for real, because it gets worked out in house. You know what I'm saying? And ultimately, that's what might lead you to, to the marriage part, because it's like, yo, I built this thing on trust and communication. So like whatever it is, we're going to figure it out. Even if we got to, you know, be for a couple of days and not speak like at some point in time, we right. got to bring this shit back around to the table and figure it the fuck out. But like. I mean, yeah. you know, and it's not that I don't want to share, you know, because I there there might still be certain shit that I share with, you know, certain people in my life. But as far as it being some shit that I I might feel some type of way about and they can tell I feel some type of way about. Nah, we're not doing that because I'm not about to allow you to form no opinion about. So, you know, what I'm saying something that you really might be able to pull a heartstring on for me. Like, nah, I ain't even gonna let you trick me like that. You know what's so dope about these type of life uh, life lessons, though, is because they're non-exempt, right? Like. You don't got to be, you know, regular niggas like me and you to feel the force of these type of like life decisions and learning how to keep people out of your business. Like it's kind of silly, but talking about this, which you kind of made me think about, like, remember the moment when uh Solange was trying to beat up Jay-Z in the elevator? Yeah, yeah. And before we even knew anything about Lemonade, before we knew anything about Becky with the good hair, before we knew any of that, we knew the the dynamics of the conflict in that elevator that there was more to it than somebody had too many drinks at the club and somebody said something a little out of line like you could tell the way that whole engagement went Mm -hmm. that there was a lot more to it before we even knew what was all to it right 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 and you can even tell on whole's face like 
he is not a man of mess. Like he's never been messy ever since 97. Like we have never known Hove to be messy. And you could kind of see in his face and in his demeanor, demeanor in those moments, like I have literally just let some shit get out and out of control that doesn't need to be out or out Mm -hmm. of control. And it's just like, it's dope to to know that life lessons are life less, lessons, no matter who you are and what your stature is or what you go through. Like these you, are just down in that, ass in that situation. You could definitely home. tell Jay Z and Beyonce were used to hashing shit out in the car. Like, in home. <laughs> like at least wait till you get to the car where can't nobody see you. Like you could damn you sure could tell. tell. You could tell by Solange's reaction that she's she not privy to that. She's not privy to that. She's not privy to that because she yeah. wasn't there in her life yet. I don't think she was married at that point. Uh, so she really no, didn't it understand wasn't no it. Because even, it yeah, not- even at that point where she was, even B was like, yo, relax. Like, I'm about to get this nigga. Like, don't even trip. Like, I got it. Yeah. Yeah, like but it yeah, says here, so they can say we still we still we still too vulnerable to the outside right now. Like wait till we can keep this private. And sis wasn't having man, that because she was way too drunk I, I and she was letting it fly because she knew too much. She knew too much, and I, much. I don't know why that made me think of that in specific. But she you know, knew too much. There's no way. A lot of times it's a special case. You know what I'm saying? And she just knew too much. She knew way. That that's it. That um, now that you plan it back for me, it almost seems like a scene out of Insecure. Like they showed up at this gala. This other bitch showed up. She saw the friendly conversation and snapped immediately because she mm. knows too much. She knows. If she too didn't know much. anything, that shouldn't have triggered her. But her sister had to have said something mm-hmm. to make her immediately. She, oh. You you know there was a in the corner of the room. There she go. <laughs> that's her. That's the. You bitch. already know. He, be, he better not walk over there. He be, oh he bitch. You know, he is you walking know at some over point there. that night. It was a swear to God if she touched his arm. I swear to fucking God if she touched his arm. As soon as she touched him, we out of here, and that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, that yep. nigga had that conversation, and they it was in the elevator. Jesus Christ! So are, are you asking me if? Hove and Beyonce share Facebook right now. Like, what are we I'm talking? I'm asking about? you if after that fucking situation, would Hove <laughs> have been the nigga to his page goes down, and the next thing you know, it's just a J and B Carter page up. One thousand percent, Hove and Beyonce share Facebook, and this is not a theory. You know how I know that's a fact. Like, you know how I know I'm right because they came out with that weak ass fucking joint album after they squashed everything. So I know Beyonce and well, everything Listen, is love. That's the that's that the joint S- Facebook account. That's sick. Bro, that, everything yes, is that love S- is the joint Facebook account S- and that is nuts. Bro, that S space C space Instagram account that only posts once every 3 years from quote unquote hove. If you cool, don't think cool, Beyonce cool. got the password to that Instagram, you are out of Crazy. your rabbit You're, crazy. You're bugging. Yeah, but, yeah, you are, but out, outside of, outside of Jay Z and Beyonce, like I mean, naturally, Regular. we know we know the joint Facebook accounts tell you something, but like, how do you, you really do. feel about like when you see like when you know something has transpired, when you've seen the shit go down in real life? Because you were on Facebook when shit like that was happening. That was yeah, kind of a high time for shit like that to be happening. It was did. actually. So I'm gonna share something with you, right? I'm gonna share something with you. First off, let me Ooh, say that I and I got a question. I, Okay, I was first I'll write that down. Don't forget because I'm. Oh, I'm not gonna it. forget first this. Off, you might hit it, which is gonna be even funnier. <laughs> first off, let me say that joint Facebook, joint Instagrams, joint Twitters are all trash. They're all absolute trash. I don't condone them in any shape, way, or form. And if you are listening to this and you feel opposite, I urge you to come on this show and Please. convince me. Of Please, fine. yes, I would but like to have that conversation here, for sure. You can actually call in, and we'll figure that shit out. Yeah, here's where shit gets interesting, though, Wes, right? So 
we know big homies, right? Like we got big homies in the hood. We've talked about this before that we admire, we take advice from, we fuck with super heavy. And then there's, we need a word for it, but there's big homies, right? There's a level of big homies that's up high. And then there's a level just under big homies. Like they might not be older than you and didn't teach you shit in the streets, but they're a little bit older than you. And you did inadvertently learn things from them by just watching them. They didn't necessarily put you under their wing. They're not necessarily your quote unquote big homie, but they're a little bit older than you. They showed you a little bit of life inadvertently. And it is what it is. I don't know what the word is for that kind of homie, but that's the homie I'm referring mm-hmm. to. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of a word for it. Nothing's coming to me at the moment. I'm gonna try. Yeah, yeah, varsity homie or something. We need a word for it. Anyway, JV homie. We got the big yeah, homie and, we go, and the JV big homie. homie. Then you got JV homie. So JV homie is actually a family member of mine. And I don't want to say his name on here because mm-hmm. I want to keep the innocent. But I've always looked up to JV homie. Like he's always been like a couple of steps ahead of all of us ever since we was little, little kids. I'm talking about little, little kids. Like, bro has always had style before we knew what style was. He was the nigga with the feline before we even knew there was anything other than Nikes. Like, he was that guy. And now I'm not saying he ain't that guy no more because he's still that nigga, which is why Mm -hmm. I dare not Mm -hmm. say his name. (laughs) Not out of fear, but out of respect. You know what I'm saying? But he, he has a joint Facebook account with his wife. Okay. And as much as I've known this nigga to only do cool shit in my entire 38 years of life, when I saw him and his wife had this joint Facebook account, I immediately was crestfallen. because I was, just like, I was just like, huh? Like, this goes against everything I've ever known, bro, to be, man. And like, don't get me wrong. Like, I got it. Like, this was, this was them doing their joint Beyonce and Jay Z album before the album even ever had came out. So I knew it was just them saying, we are a, a unit. We don't care about Facebook anyway, cause which they don't. Like, they don't be on there like that. So nothing it ain't like they have it. Yeah. It ain't like they have it because, well, I need to keep up with what this nigga's doing and he in these streets and I need to be able to have access to his DMs. It was never that. And you could tell it was never that. It was just like, look, neither one of us don't give a fuck about social media. Right, right, so we'll right. just join this. And if you need to talk to one of us, you can talk to both. We'll talk to both of us. But I still was like, that's gay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let me ask you this on the tail end of that. When you and your wife are going through the thing about the social media, was that ever a conversation? Ooh. So going back to last Friday's show when I was talking about how I fucked up and stepped out of bounds with the Instagram and was following <laughs> yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. Before we got to the whole, well, I don't give a fuck about Instagram. I'll just delete it. Before I got to that point, was there ever a discussion? Are you asking me, was there ever a discussion yeah. of, Joining or can I have your password? Are you asking? No, no, I'm not asking for the can you have my pack because that's a whole different conversation that we have to say. I don't think it is. I think I, I think really kind of am trying I to think... slide into that for real. I mean, that's so. Well, let's right. be. Qu- I can be quick about this. No, okay. it never came up. There was never a. There was never even an attempt at the discussion of let's just join. Join is good because to be fair to her and to be real. It was never about her mistrust why she was like disappointed in me for my follows. It was never about mistrust. Right. I think her thing was like, it's disrespectful. You make me look away. Mm-hmm. I think that was her point. Like you make me look away that you're following all these like random ass broads and 
it just, it look away. And I respected that. And I understood that, you know what I'm saying? So we never had, to, I don't think we ever had to have that conversation wow, because it was never about mistrust. We might, we might need another wife show. Cause I need to know who do you look crazy to, but that's not, I don't want to say that's what I'm saying. I don't want to get into all of this. That's what I'm saying. We uh, can, I, could go. I could go, but to, to me, let's go down that Avenue though. Like to me, it's, it's in the same vein and in the same pocket of, let me get the, the, the password to your cell phone. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we have enough time to go down this road. I don't know if we have enough time, but my wife has a password to my phone. She does? Okay. Okay. Now, so I've heard conversations about this on podcasts before, and I feel like most circumstances, most healthy circumstances, most healthy circumstances, which I uh, consider yours to be, comes from more so, I don't give a fuck. It's a lot easier if I ask you to pass me my phone than to see who just texted me, if you can just do it yourself, I don't have nothing to hide right. as opposed to let me get the password to your phone because I need to keep you in check. Right. It's really like, oh man, it's more so old man laziness than it is. I mean, it's, I mean, and not, not even that for me. I think I just got to a space. Like I say, I, I ain't, I ain't living that trash lifestyle no more for real, for real. So like, if, and, and I, I don't even think it, it wasn't even a point of, can I have it? Or it wasn't a conversation that we had like, my passcode to my phone is just a passcode to a lot of shit for me. So like, if you know it to one thing, you know it to a lot of my shit. Like you don't really have to guess. See, for me, I don't think my wife has my code, but if she ever wanted it or needed it for any reason, I'll just give it straight to her. Right. I mean, like, like I almost just, literally just said it on the mic just now. Right. So she would have it just to right. I mean, like, just, just for example, like the, the TV that we have in our living room is, you know, one of those smart TVs that got the Roku shit on it and you can download the Roku remote app on your phone. So like, you we, gotta be able we to use do, that because the kids, plus from something. Right. Right. The kids have fucked up the, the actual remote and ain't no batteries in it. So we use the phones now. And I guess she left hers upstairs. So she came and got mine the other day. I was like, let me see your phone so I can grab the remote. And like, it was locked and I just handed it to yeah. her. Like, I don't have to unlock it. You know, I don't have to do none of that shit. And a part of that is because I trust her and not that I'm concerned about her going through my phone with nothing in there. But even if she, uh, uh, you already know what my theory is, you probably gonna find something that you don't fuck with, period. But you know what period. I'm saying? Like, well, there, there's nothing yeah. in there that I'm trying to hide. Right. And I, I think that's part of the reason why, too, me and my wife don't really fuck with that, because I don't have the password to her phone either. But for one, neither one of us uh feel like we need to go on each other's phone because whatever is right, in there, right. we have in our own phones, for one. And for two, I think we've both like we have both vocally come to the conclusion and we both feel like if you go through somebody's phone, you're going to find what you're looking for, period. You're going like, to find something that there, you don't fuck with. Even if there's literally nothing in there, if you go looking for her, you're going to find what you're looking for, period. Even Absolutely. if there is that's literally my, nothing in you're going to find Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm not an advocate. I'm not an advocate of the going through the phone. My wife is not an advocate of the going through the phone. But if she ever needed to access my phone, by all means, go right ahead. Yeah, me. and, and I guess that's my thing behind it because I'm not really concerned about her just going through my phone. And even if she does, like I say, have fun. You know what I'm right. saying? You <laughs> told me before, like, have fun. Like, you're just wasting your time. You know what I'm saying? And I don't even look at that as a deterrent or none of that shit. I just don't have the capacity to do it because, like I say, the, the way that I feel about it is the way that I feel about it for me as well. Like, I'm going to see, you know what I'm saying? Even if I happen to go, because I'm already right, not in the right brain. I'm already not in the right brain to go through it anyway. So I'm going to find something that I don't fuck with and I'm going to yeah, bring it to you. I got to the point mentally where I'm going through my wife's phone. I've already decided that I'm hurt before I even touch it. There the you go, my nigga. I was about to say, in the grand scheme of things, whatever I find really don't matter. 
<laughs> because I'm don't, already I'm hurt. Already hurt before I pick this bitch up anyway, so it don't See, even matter. That's why you the podcast. Yeah, so, uh, yeah for uh, man. Uh, let's high five and get the fuck out of here, man. Uh, we have had another blast, another Friday. We fuck with y'all like y'all fuck with us, man. It is always a goddamn pleasure around here. My name is Kat. You can catch me on here every Friday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Go to uh, Spotify and follow us. Go to Apple Podcasts. Follow us. Leave a rating. Leave a comment. Tell a friend, nigga. I, listen, I, I'm dropping some news for you right now. I got stickers coming in for the Dipped in Butter program. Uh, nice. See, you didn't even hear what I just said. I got stickers coming in. I already have stickers on deck. Uh-huh. I got I got a hundred more stickers coming in. Nice. So, uh, you know, if, if y'all just fuck with us and y'all want a sticker, let me know. I'll send you one out in the mail. But uh, you know, there, there's a greater good and a greater plan in place for these stickers. Big facts. Yeah, I'm about to start tagging back. shit up. That's what the fuck is going on. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, that's already happening. But uh, you know, <laughs> let me pass the ball to my niggas. So we can get no the doubt. Out. On the tail end of that, um, it's your boy West No T, aka Elmer Young, your player partner, PODNA at Forever Young eighty nine on Instagram. Fuck with me though. Yes, sir. And uh, you know what? I'm going back, bro. Just based on the theme of this episode, I'm going to say again, man. Don't let niggas be faking my funeral. And please make sure, please make sure, even if I'm dead in the ground, that my wife looks sexy at my funeral because it's important to me. Big facts. And before we get to the funeral, make sure your kids don't go missing by not leaving them at home alone by themselves. Jesus. Hey, man, we appreciate y'all listening to us and fucking with us, man, and supporting us heavy, man. We'll catch y'all next week. Yes, sir. Come on, baby. Let's go get dipped. (laughs)